This is Out in Arkansas with Tracy and Angie. We're your hosts, Tracy Berry and Angie Bowen. How you doing, Angie? Suck. <laughs> Mixing it up. Yo. Mixing it up, man. Oh, yeah. You did. Suck. You say, yeah, suck. I know. You didn't really know <laughs> I mean, it's like, whoa. Woo-hoo. I mean, so that's how you're doing? Yeah. Suck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man. Um, yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah. yeah. All right. It's It's been a little bit of a, a crazy afternoon. They happen sometimes. But you know what? It's, it's fine. You know, like, I've taught for 13 years. You learn how to modify and adjust a lot of right. times. You know, it's kind of just what you have to do. And so. I'm Pretty sure life calls for that. So yeah, yeah. that's a good show. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's good. We're good. Cool. Good. Did you have a good weekend? Uh, yeah, I ran. Uh, so I would say I ran sag, you know, the sag wagon. But then, yeah, no, because she didn't sag out, right? So I actually, uh, we determined that I am her personal team car. Oh, okay. Yeah. Personal so, team car. Yeah, so for the BDB, mm-hmm. she did the, um, I call it the Queen Century, because it sounds better than the Metric Century. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Queen Century. The Queen Century. century. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that morning, I got up at uh, oh, dark 30, which I don't ever do. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, I think I'm trying to say 5, 5, 30, because uh, I wanted to drive her there, because I remembered last year, um, and I didn't do that, and then I remember seeing her come across after doing like the century century yeah and going huh i don't really like leaving her to drive her cell phone because she looks a little wrecked at this point yeah yeah so monitor and adjust this year i went yeah i'm gonna go ahead and take you so i can come back and pick you up and then we just have one vehicle that i don't have to worry That's about very it. Nice. good but it's yeah sometime between 5 and 5 30 <laughs> i don't know it's yeah, an early morning dark and yeah, the construction is no yeah. joke when it's, you can't see anything. and But whatever. And then I went back and picked her up. She finished earlier than she thought. Like, said, oh, I should probably be done by 1230. And I got a text at 1015 that said, I'm leaving. Rest stop at 50 mile. And I went, oh, shit. Like, I got to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got to go. Yeah. Uh, so then I ran and I picked her up some coffee because it was really cold and foggy. Yeah. So last year was hella hot. Yeah. And so I brought like pasta salad and because you know well, I'm a the cold stuff, team right. car. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm the team car. You're the support crew. Yeah. So this year I, I showed up with a big pipe and hot caramel macchiato and said, I thought maybe you would want this because it was kind of cold this morning. Yeah. And FYI, I got like a Facebook shout out, which doesn't happen very often, but I got one that was like, and Thank you, Tag Me. Wow. For okay. Always knowing what I need. There you oh, go. Whoa, man. That's perfect. So this um this um yeah, this support this this team car is available for hire and just know that I kill it every <laughs> time. If anybody needs uh to hire a support crew, Angie is on it. Yeah, if you're so, a personal hey, team I'll, car I'm in. You know, I'll I'll put that in on my adventure race page, on Raid the Rocks page, and I'll let uh, teams yeah. know if they need a support crew yeah. that you're you're up for hire. And yeah. I'm really good because <laughs> I pay attention we, and I anticipate well, well, And so on one of our previous episodes, you and I talked about support crew and how yeah, important yeah. it is, not only in these athletic endeavors right. that maybe we get into, but also in life. Right. You know, because I, I did a 12-hour lead climbing 
sport climbing competition this past weekend in Jasper, Arkansas at Horseshoe, Horseshoe Canyon. Canyon. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it was 12 hours of Horseshoe Hill, and we had friends, new friends to me, and fairly, I mean, not and old, you know, friends, other bit. friends to, to some of my other old friends, but they, you know, volunteered to come up and, and brought us sandwiches and Beer halfway through the comp because oh, that's what you really want. Yeah, because it's perfect. Yeah, and um, halfway it was, through, but it was not a supposed to be at like five o'clock in the morning drinking beer. It may have been. I no, because no. the comp hadn't started yet. I know oh, I didn't drink beer seven? at five. I may have had a shot of Jaeger, but oh, I don't right, know. Cool. No, <laughs> everybody's got the ritual. But it was so you know it was like it was really nice to to have. So you're not just eating like I don't know like. Granola or or bur- beef jerky or oranges yeah. or something the whole time to have yeah. something real, especially you know in a comp like that. But it was a really nice weekend. The weather was like it gave us a teaser, like it was all of a sudden, oh my gosh, it's fall, and then all of a sudden we're warm again. Mm-hmm. But but thankfully for Sarah's ride and for our climb, the weather was nice. But um, kind of takes us to so we have we're gonna have a call in a fortuitous segue guest today, all right, and, and I'm super excited about it. He's from California. He kind of leads the, the AIDS uh, life cycle. It's a, a cycling event that they have out there every year, and we had people attend it from Little Rock this year, and he is going to be, come in um, the same weekend as Pride, October 20th, and do a short ride uh, to promote the ride out there and hopefully yep. gain riders from, from this part of the country for next year. And he's going to do a ride here in Bentonville, and he's, he's going to be our guest today. So we we get to we use a little fancy app here and so uh, to yeah. take a phone call. And so I've got to do a little ad here and, and to have him, to bring him on so he can join us. We're going to do that real quick. So bear with me as I uh, make this happen. A whole new frontier. Do it. Whole new deal. New. Hey, you there with us? I am here. Oh, sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Is it working? Are we good? Success. It works. Okay, Yay. funny story. So I sent my coworkers a text. I'm like, okay, guys, I just need everyone to just keep their voices down because, you know, we're going to start. Well, I was waiting for you and waiting for you, and I figured, like, there were, you know, you guys were all setting up. Well, um, they came into the room. I didn't <laughs> – I allowed them to just kind of think we were still on the call because it was so nice and quiet. So I was like, oh, I'm enjoying it. And then finally I was like, oh, they haven't called yet. You guys can talk. Okay, fine. You can go. <laughs> all right. Yeah. For now. but we are all as well good well so this yeah this is the first time that we've taped this way but i think we're going to be good so yeah awesome well if you need any if we have to redo something like you let me know and i'm i i I can do whatever i'm at your mercy right i love how watch it jacob you're going to want to be careful (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i should i guess i should be careful what i say huh You are uh, so funny. Is this part being recorded too? Yeah, this is recorded. Right oh, yeah, oh good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. super. <laughs> That's great. So, um, so Jacob, I'm, I'm gonna, because I don't want to butcher your last name. 
Oh, yeah. My last name tends to be one of those where people are like, do I give it a try or should I just say, you know, forget it? Um, but my last name is pronounced Idicharia. Idicharia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Funny story. When I was growing up, people are like, um, is it, it's a Cheerio? And I'm like, no, it's Idicharia. Really? Because it looks like I'm like yeah I I understand what people may think but no, no it's it's because no. it's different. People <laughs> <laughs> have a really hard time with names and sometimes with names. Okay, so my last name is Bowen. B O W E N. I don't think it's that Wait, hard. Wait, hold on. B O W. Oh yeah, that's easy. Don't tell me people butcher that name. Oh, they absolutely do. I can't tell you how many times I've been Bowman inexplicably, <laughs> or my all-time favorite was on a phone with a telemarketer, and I said the last name, and then she's like, oh, Bowman? And I was like, oh, my God, no, Bowen, B-O-W-E-N, and then she goes, oh, yeah, okay, Bowen, like the jet. And I went, sure, oh, sure, sure, like the sure. sure, yes, like the, right, like the jet. Oh, my God. Oh, my okay, God. but... But truth talk, I was that telemarketer in college who the name doesn't, you know, first of all, if you're a telemarketer, if you're a telemarketer, the name doesn't appear until, like, you'll hear the, you'll hear, I mean, this is how it was back in um, 1820, but like, when the, the name, when the, the, you can hear the ringing, and then the name appears right before the person picks up. So like, you don't have time to practice, and I remember the name, <laughs> the name popped up, I'm like, hi, is Jesus there? And now they were like, uh, it's Jesus. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh. So that's a no or? He's not here right now. Can I take a message? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, actually, you know, he's busy, but, uh, you can talk to Jesus. I'm like, great. So, um, I'm here to sell you carpet cleaner. Like, oh, how do you even recover? I think, I, I mean, at that point I was in college, so it's like my cares for, Whatever, we're just, you know, like, it was just a job that paid at the time, like, $10 an hour. Oh, man. Jesus. I heard that he's listening. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, my God. So, wait, how often do you guys do the podcast? So, we do this every week. We oh, we wow. post a um, an episode every Thursday. Um, so yeah, it's, we love it. We have a great time and we have people sometimes come on and share their stories. Sometimes it's just us and, you know, it's good stuff. And so we, so to give you a little bit of background, um, yeah. we used to be on a local nonprofit radio station here in Little Rock. And it was at a time of day that a lot of people couldn't listen to us and we weren't recorded and so people couldn't listen to us any other time and so we thought well you know this just isn't we we need ears um because yeah the, people need to listen to us because we're wildly entertaining <laughs> wildly and we're not like um clearly wow. well i mean yeah. you know because obviously david we're we're in the south and you know i know that there is hate and and a lot of stuff everywhere you go whether you're out west whether you're in the northeast um but Typically in the South, it tends to be a lot harder for our community, and, you know, we feel like it's very important for for people to have access to hear other stories um, yeah. and hear topics, you know, 
be talked about that hopefully gives them some hope and um, helps them out of some some struggles and some tough situations. And so, you know, when we had the opportunity to start this podcast, um, we felt like that was perfect. And so that that's why we're here and while we're doing this. And um, whoa, hold on one second. We got we got to send that voice now. There we go. Um, so. So, yeah. My phone, it never rings. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you guys are you guys in the same room right now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we are. Wow. And so I uh, we're actually in my office here at the Arkansas Times in Little Rock, Arkansas. We're a weekly progressive newspaper, free newspaper, and um, you know they've really been cool to to let us be a part of the podcast library that they've started, and um, so. This is like our 16th episode of the podcast. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so well, you, I am honored. Yeah, you should be because uh, we're in the top five oh. of the Arkansas Times uh, <laughs> podcast catalog. We're in the top five. This morning. Oh, you know what? I, I just wrote down on, top five. <laughs> you don't have so many, but we're in the top five. Okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So that when is I, impressive. I, and I, I can't remember who it was that maybe shared your post, um, but when and I, I have an adventure race that I direct, and I don't know if you're familiar with adventure races, but it uh-huh. includes um, mountain biking, paddling, and your own foot, and you have to navigate through the entire course. And I do that, and I do. Is that biking. done all in one event? All in one event, in a team or oh, solo. Wow. And uh, it can vary as far as lengths and and things like that. You can be a short, it can be a sprint adventure race, two to four hours. It could be a uh, twelve hour. It can be a multi day. Uh, we do our longest race that we put on is a twenty four hour. But and I also do some cycling and some different things like that. And when I saw uh, the post share, I was like, oh my gosh, they're coming to Little Rock, and we we've got to we've got to find out more about this. And I got really excited yeah. when. And then when you responded to me, it's was like, yes. <laughs> it was just like, we're totally going to get him. We're totally going to yeah. get him. He's totally coming to Little Rock, and I'm so excited. I mean, like, why oh. not? Okay. I actually, it's funny because I was actually just trying to um, uh, log on to South, my Southwest app, um, but I switched phones, and so, like, it was a thing, so I'm like, I can't. But I fly in to Little Rock because it takes, it's like plane trains, automobiles from LAX. Like, you just, you have to take oh, yeah. a different yeah. route and then another route, and then, um, so I get in at, like, 4 o'clock on that, um, that Thursday, and so, but I was, like, I was just thinking the time, like, oh, my God, I'd love to come in and actually say hello because it would just, it's Thursday, October 18th. I fly in at, like, 3.45 in the afternoon, Arkansas time. Well, oh, my God, you want us to pick you up at the airport? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, how cute are you for saying that? No, we have a – I have a – I rent a car because I have to take the bike that I'm riding in Little Rock. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. And, Tracy, you'll know, because I ride that Little Rock ride, and we'll do Pride, and then I drive up to Bentonville, and you know that my <laughs> my learnings of how far Bentonville is from Little Rock. Um, and then we do that ride in Bentonville that Sunday morning, I'll do the ride. We'll hang out at the Peddler's Pub after the route, and then after the ride, and then I drive back to Little Rock, and then I fly out to uh, back to L.A. via plane, trains, automobiles on Monday, the, yeah, 22nd. Yeah, there's no easy route. It's like, I mean, how many different connections do you have? 
layover. Yeah. Um, there's actually, I, there was, well, originally there was three different connections, but I was mm-hmm. like, hold on a second. If you actually pay attention, like you go through the, like I found one through Phoenix. Um, so it's actually only one connection. So, and the good news is that it's on the, it's on the way. Cause there's sometimes where it's like, wait a minute, so I have to go back an hour in the wrong direction to get to the right direction. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. So this makes sense. So yeah. it's actually a, it's a, it's a good win. So. Yeah. 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 Well, um, so, so we're not picking you up at the airport. We're not. Um, you don't have to pick me up at the airport, although if you wanted to just, like, create a banner and stuff and, like, show up with some signs and, like, chocolate yeah, cookies, I'm totally down for that. Maybe I don't pick you up, but maybe we have signs. We, like, have a welcome crew. That's- oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. The welcome crew? I love it. You just can't give yeah. me um, – just can't, just because I went to Indiana University, though, that's, I know that's the only – it's like, whatever, but, you know. I was trying to forget that part. I was trying to. Yeah, right. Uh-uh. Well, um, well, definitely. I mean, we're gonna. We might have to do that and do like a Facebook Live kind of video. Oh hell! Oh. How far are you guys from the airport? Well, my office is only maybe not even ten minutes from the airport. I'm right there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so what time do you guys air on Thursday nights? Well, so we pre-record. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay, you, listeners, just say so. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> well, the thing the curtain has fallen down and we just Do you know how many times I mess up and, like, say the day of the week? So, uh, yeah, we're, no, we're pre-recorded, and so yeah. um, we'll already have that episode for the week recorded, but we can right. do – Definitely Facebook do live. like a Facebook live kind of thing to greet you sure. and and have uh, have yeah because we're just we're excited about you being here and it's it's just uh, it's so important what you're doing and so you know if you don't mind maybe share a little bit of of your story um, and how you got involved in in yeah. this whole deal and uh, you know tell us a little bit about how it all works. Well, first of all, thank you for um, allowing me the time and, and the platform to talk about the ride and my experience with the ride. Um, it's really an honor. Like, my excitement when you reached out to me was pure joy just because I was like, I believe that – for I believe that everything happens for a reason. I believe we all do things in life that, you know, are for a greater purpose. But I – so you would asked me about my story. So I actually lived in San Diego, um, and I moved to Los Angeles in 2000. 13, and a friend of mine had suggested um, a life cycle. Now, I knew about the event. It was one of those things that I didn't actually think I would ever do. It's one of those, uh, I mean, to me, it was one of the, oh, that's cute. <laughs> but, but, like, no. Like, I, because, I mean, truth talk, I was not a, I'm not a cyclist. Like, I, I'm not somebody who at the time, would get on a bike and enjoy, like, going on a beautiful bike ride, like, whatever, along, the, and in San Diego, which is stunningly, be- I mean, it's beautiful on so many different mm-hmm. levels, but, um, and I didn't have a bike at the time, so I, was, I saw friends of mine do it, and I went to a couple of fundraisers in San Diego, because we have a large contingency in San Diego who are doing a bike cycle, but it was only until I moved to Los Angeles that a friend of mine, Morgan, who had done the ride before, uh, and we refer to the ride as a life cycle, or a life cycle as the ride. He had mentioned me 
saying it would be a really great way to meet new people and mm-hmm. to, you know, to branch out a little bit. And I was like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't really, I wasn't sold. Let's just say that. I wasn't sold right, right away. And then I thought about it, and then I mentioned it to somebody else, and then somebody else said, oh, my gosh, there's so many people here who do it. And so um, I, and at the time, I was, I mean, I worked in a pharmacy. Uh, I was a, um, a treatment advocate. So I worked with people, um, and we specialized in oncology. So we specialized in cancer and uh, cancer medications and HIV um, so infectious disease, and so I, so I was like a rep for them, and so I was, I was near HIV in terms of I was in the community, and I spoke to a lot of recovery homes, uh, people suffering from um, addictions and all that stuff. So I was pretty much in the community already, but I didn't think about taking it to the next level. So when I was brought to my attention, I thought about, it, thought about, it, and then I finally signed up for AIDS Life Cycle um, in October of, no, I'm sorry, in. November of 2013, I only got on a bike in February of 2014 because um, I was that person who just couldn't afford a bike at the time. Um, And then I went on social media and I asked if anyone knew somebody and there was some triathlete who was trying to sell their bike for $500. And I'm like, well, that's all I can afford. I mean, I literally had to budget in to save up that $500. And in the interim, I, um, I reached out to people and I said, you know, I don't, if anyone has any clothes. And let me tell you something. I mean, the power of asking for help on social media is pretty amazing. And, um, all of a sudden people were donating jerseys and gloves and like, um, like arm warmers and leg warmers. And let me tell you something, like, some of those cleans have some good taste, so it was nice <laughs> to have some, like, I mean, I would literally show up on my first couple training rides looking like I knew exactly what I was doing, but I was so full of fear because the truth is I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, and I also didn't want to ask for help because it wasn't in my nature at the time uh, to do so. So I, um, so I started training, and we, what we do is we set up training rides. And in Arkansas, what we have right now is a, I mean, what's happened in Arkansas? Well, I'll go to Arkansas in just a second. But like, so I hopped on training rides in Los Angeles, and I started meeting people. And and there, you know, not every training ride worked out perfect. In fact, there were there were rides where I was like, I don't know if I can do this. But I yeah. learned the proper techniques that were taught to me by um, members in the community and by staff, and then all of a sudden, you know, I started training, and then all of a sudden my weekends turned into training, and I was outdoors, and I was indoor training, and I was doing all the things that were told to me to do to get ready for the events, and pretty much, I I, I mean, in the blink of an eye, I was on the ride, and I will tell you, I, at this time, I was working in that pharmacy job, but I was stuck, you know, here's the thing, like, and I know people can relate. There's moments in your life where you feel like you're stuck, and it could be in a relationship. It could be in whatever. Mine was a job. I had the same job for years, and I was not being challenged. And so I started to lose the purpose. Like, I literally was almost like a zombie. Like, I came in, I did my job, and I did a good job, but, like, that was it. And then I – so I became very robotic. So I was going through all this, and I was training. So the training became my fun, and it became my out. And so I was able to start to fall in love with the idea of getting on a bike because it really cleared my head. But at the same time, I was still in that stuck position. So fast forward to me doing the ride, I was – I mean – 
there is a moment, and I hope anyone listening on this podcast will experience, there is a moment where you're at Cow Palace, and Cow Palace is where we start, all the cyclists and all the roadies, we have an opening ceremony um, on day one, and there is a moment where you literally will see everybody who's going to be on the ride with you. Um, mm-hmm. so there's a stadium of about 3,000 people, and you look around and you realize that, like, oh, this is big. Like, um, this is larger yeah. than what I have got. And then they, you know, and it's uh, – anyone who's listening can go to the Eight Life Cycle page on YouTube um, and because we have a specific page for Eight Life Cycle, and we show the opening ceremonies. And let me tell you, there is a moment where um, they have the riderless bike, and the riderless bike represents all those that uh, we've lost – to AIDS mm-hmm. and HIV, as well as why, reminding us why we ride and bring it back to the mission. And I wept. And so there was one of the moments that I had that I was like, this is it. Like, this is why I'm here. And this is, this is, this is fulfilling that void, that, like, stale part of my life that, like, you know. So I, um, <clears throat> and that was day one. It was like 5.30, 6.30 in the morning. And then we start riding yeah. out. And then all of a sudden you start noticing, like, you hear the stories. And you guys, let me tell you something. Like, you go to, the ride is seven days, and it's mm-hmm. about 500, over 545 miles. And there's a rest stop every 15 and 20 miles. Mm-hmm. And every rest stop will have, like, your, obviously your bathrooms, food. Um, there's medical uh, personnel there. And then there's, like, bike mechanics there, right? So, like, if you break down the ride, you break down by rest stop. So every 15, 20 miles, you'll have a rest stop, and then another rest stop, and then lunch, and then another rest stop. And when you're at these rest stops, like, you will meet, um, you'll obviously see all the cycles that you're, you get to ride with, but then, then you get to engage with the roadies who are the, I call them, they are the foundation of the ride. These roadies are volunteers who give up a week of their time to take care of the cyclists and right. the support on the ride. These are people, the men and women, who literally are the soul of what the ride is about. They are picking up trash. They are putting up all the big tents. They are serving all the food. They are the uh, the medical teams. They are the route teams. They are putting up those arrows that cyclists follow, you know, every other mile or every mile or so. Um, they are cleaning up the debris and all that stuff. And, and they are literally like the... The, what the core of the riders and they are the ones who when you ask them like why they're here or what brought them here they'll tell you like their their commitment to the cause you know it was my experience when I asked somebody like oh what brings you what why is it that you are a roadie every year and he let me know that he lost his partner to AIDS in um in San Francisco in 1984 and I was like there it is like yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's the reminder, right? And then you mm-hmm. talk to somebody else, and you you talk to um, some of the women on the ride. You know, here's the thing: like there were so many women who were there for all of those gay men who were who were falling left and right in the East Coast and the West Coast, and like they're still here, right? And then here they are serving food, and I'm taking the food, thanking them, and not knowing their story until I ask them later. Um, and now I have the privilege of, of, of asking them stories more because I get to. And, and it's amazing the stories you will hear. And it became one of the greatest lessons. It became one of my greatest educational uh, classroom settings ever for that mm-hmm. seven days because I really learned the power of the, the human spirit and why people are there and also what drives them back every year. So, like, so every day I have these aha moments and every day I would I would experience these, like, I don't think I can do it. And then you're on the road and you see the woman who stands there holding the sign of her brother um, who died of AIDS 
1980, and you're like, okay. And then you see the little kid who's just cheering you on, who has no concept of of anything. It's like hate or whatever. She's just there clapping, and you're like, okay. So you have these little aha moments throughout the journey, and I had the aha moment after, and you would ask me what my story was, and after the halfway point um, from San Francisco to Los Angeles, like, I was on this amazing downhill, and I felt the sun on my face, and, like, I had realized, like, that, it, you know, years ago, um, before doing the ride, I I had actually gotten sober. I was a drug addict and alcoholic, and so, like, I, at the time, I was four and a half years sober, and so I was homeless walking the streets of San Diego, and I would feel the sun on my face wondering, like, where is my life going? Like, where, what am I doing here? But I knew that if I just put one step one foot in front of the other, like, I would eventually find some sort of meaning. I didn't think, I mean, let's be honest, I didn't think I'd be riding on a bike four and a half years later, because, like, (laughs) she was just trying to get a meal. Yeah. But the thing is, going back to that, when you asked me why, it was the, the feeling of that sun on my face, and the moment I realized, like, oh, my God, it's that same sun that I felt back when I was living homeless. Wow. So I had the aha moment. It's like it was going back to the job I was not very happy with, right, mm-hmm. that I was stuck. Mm-hmm. And so I got off my bike and someone asked me, he's like, how was your ride? I'm like, it was great. I want to work for Eight Flight Cycle. And to them, they're like, great. Well, <laughs> so you want to park your bike over here and you just be in the restrooms? And I was like, oh, yeah. But I got it. But the thing about that moment is that I actually said it out loud. And that yeah. was that was it. That That set me to be, to want to be a part of that experience. So, Fast forward to me having this job as a cyclist rep is my job is to help inspire, empower every single cyclist I engage with to find purpose for why mm-hmm. they're here. Because anyone can say, oh, I want to I want to ride a bike from San Francisco to L.A. I'm like, great, but who are you? Like, what's your story? I'm like, how can we connect? How can I connect you to this mission or connect you to the experience or connect you to the endurance challenge? Like, how can I be of service to you? And the ride has gotten so popular because there's so many people who have these aha moments, right? And then they keep coming mm-hmm. back. For seven days, you have this city of about 3,000 people all going in the same direction, right? They could be in a car, mm-hmm. um, like going from one rest stop to the other with all the tents in their truck. Or yeah, they could be on a bike trying to just, Yeah. We have about, last year we had about 23, over 2,300 cyclists, and we had 600 and, about 659 roadies uh, were the volunteers. But you have a traveling city of 3,000 who are going in the same direction and who are all in it together, which is kind of amazing. Wow. That is just... Yeah. You know, I, uh, so I've kind of, you know, I've connected with you on Facebook, and then we had... um, I know that I think we had maybe four cyclists that made it out for the ride that were uh, sponsored by Allied um, Bikes. Allied Bikes? Oh, my God. Yeah. That, did you see their bikes, by the way, last year on the ride, the rainbow bikes? Um, I'm so jealous. Like, I'm like, what me? Like, how can I? I obviously need a part, be a part of the Allied team. I mean. Yeah. Well, actually, do you want to? Where's my bike? I mean, I don't. I don't know if I can extend the offer, but I'm going to visit the um, the Allied Bike Company. They're actually going to show me around their production plant yeah. of, like, how they make bikes. So I will – I mean, I can do whatever to try and get you on board if you want to come out and see it, because I would love to see how a bike is made and also where these golden rainbow bikes are. Yeah, I mean, I would love to join you on that tour. I, I, I know um, 
the owner and it's been it's been a while since I've talked to him. Uh but they're just they're just doing awesome things and for I think it speaks a lot to um them as individuals uh to support this and yeah. it's something I'm I'm super proud of to have here in Arkansas and you know, because it's um it's just when we have things like that or, or companies like that that uh here in our state and our region it's just like okay those those yeah. people are the real deal and um the real yeah. deal i i mean i loved i my time in little rock and bentonville um was so precious last year especially in little rock when you know like i mean the cyclists identify as heterosexual in little rock mm-hmm. which is so interesting because the amount and it was so telling of little rock and the community there but like I mean, nothing but support, right? Like, we had an mm-hmm. event at a pizza shop um, that was really great, and then, like, we had these little events, and, and, and our cyclists who showed up and, and, and did all the things. And then my favorite is I had heard about this bike, the Allied bike. I never saw it, and I think I saw them painting it, but when I saw it in San Francisco, I literally, I mean, I almost fell, I, I almost, like, I, I had yeah. a moment because it was pretty amazing to see the cyclists who are the allies of our community riding these rainbow bikes. Like yeah. it was, it was quite beautiful, and it says a lot, not only about them but about Little Rock and the support. Like the the people who produce the bike, the the um, you know everyone who works at Allied. Like it, it just meant a lot to me to see so much support in Little Rock, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to come back. And in a way, that actually gets me and everybody else on a bike and, and just kind of spread the love. And I'm really grateful I get to see you on Pride and I get to chat with you on a different platform because it's really about planting seeds. I honestly think that this podcast and, and anything that we do in life, it's about planting seeds to get people to to get to wherever they need to get. And I think it's going to be really great to kind of to see the outpour of support near and far, uh, for 85 Cycle and for our visit, because it really means so much more to me than you will ever know. So thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. And, you know, we, Angie and I, um, are you still with me? Yeah. Okay. Um, Angie and I, a couple of episodes ago, talked about support crews. You know, Angie's partner recently this past weekend rode in the Big Dam Bridge 100. She did the 68, right, Angie? Yeah, we're calling it the, sque- the, the Queen Century. The Queen yeah. Century. The Queen <laughs> Century. Uh-huh. I, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. <laughs> and, uh, um, but we were talking about that because she was signed up and she was basically riding by herself and, and she wanted um, – Angie to kind of be like a sag kind of... Uh, oh, yeah. Sag is when you quit the race early. I'm, I'm her personal team car because she doesn't quit. <laughs> she doesn't quit. She doesn't quit. No. Um, no she and then like on training rides, I think she'd talk to you about just kind of popping up. Yeah. And saying, pop up every hey, 20 miles or so. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but, and I um, recently participated in a climbing competition up in northwest Arkansas. Uh, it was a league climbing, sport climbing comp for 12 hours and we had guys there that came and supported us but we've also talked about how important it is you know we have these support crews and and these 
like physical or athletic endeavors that we, we get into or we sign up for. But then in life, you know, we've talked about a lot of different things with suicide prevention month, uh, just passing and a lot of things that have happened in our community and elsewhere and, and how people cope and how important it is to have your support group. Yeah. You know, whoever that may be, whether it's friends, you know, hopefully family, um, yeah. you know, and different things like that. But, um, I also had, we had a BACA, B-A-C-A, a Bicycle Advocacy of Central Arkansas Social last week at a, at a local restaurant and bar. And, um, one of the cyclists that was a part of the Allied team that came out for the ride this past year, um, was talking about it. She sat with me and it was just, you know, we were just, everybody was kind of visiting. We didn't have a speaker or anything like that. It was just to socialize. And hearing her talk about the ride and the the people that would be along the route playing music, giving food oh, yeah. out and everything was just like the whole community that surrounded the people that were actually participating in the actual ride part was uh sounded pretty awesome. Like it was like, okay, yeah. that, that's the deal, you know, because it's so important that we have that support crew and those allies just as yeah. important you know, as the members of our community. Well, I kind of well, and I, I, like the, yeah, go uh, ahead. so to me, life cycle, um, it's sort of like this. So people would say perfect storm, but that seems like ominous. So I'm going to say it's like <laughs> the confluence of good, right? Where yeah. the community in and of itself is so different. I mean, we've gone like my partner and I have gone and done the hotter than hell hundred for a couple of years. And when you were that's like, what the ride called, yeah, oh yeah, and also it's the most aptly named ride you could ever <laughs> imagine because it's at the end of yeah, August Lord. in Flatland, Texas, and the average temperature is 108 degrees. And so, oh Lord! Well, P.S. Um, the old lady rode this year. I didn't. Like, we did that. We did the Hotter Than Hell two years in a row, and I went, yeah, man, I'm out. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's training that, like, I'm out. But when you were explaining, like, when you were describing uh, what it's like in the the rest areas and all of uh, oh, yeah. the volunteers who show up, like, it was, it was so amazing to me because uh, my partner has cycled forever, like, competitively in college and whatever, and I was just I looking for a thing that. to do. Well, see, we drop new info all the time. Um, I know, right? Look yeah, at all the things cool. we're learning about each other. Well, this, on, this far in, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> what? So I had not experienced it. So we would do, like, other little training rides, whatever. Well, you go to the Hotter Than Hell, it's like 14,000 riders. So the support crew, like, oh, my God. And so the yeah. first year, the first year, I was super mad because I'm slightly competitive. And by slightly, <laughs> I mean super. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. So, Thank you for letting me know. I appreciate yeah, that. that mm-hmm. You know, it's the banter in me. I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> so, like, I am literally almost dying. Like, we're at the 72-mile rest stop. And I'm seriously, I'm having this conversation with myself, like, as they're giving me ice and I'm like, cold rags on my head, whatever, whatever. And, again, it's like the community support that's there, the medical support that's there. And I'm sitting there because I'm competitive slash stupid. 
Um, and I'm like, okay, can I get a medical professional to take my blood pressure and heart rate? Because then if it's fine, I'll go. At which moment I go, it's probably a sign you need to just sit the hell down. Like if you're <laughs> looking for medical clearance, maybe sit down. And so right. I was upset. So I was like, God, like, I came here to ride 100, and God damn it, like, I'm going to, oh, what is this, sagging out at 72, blah, blah, blah. And I'm all mad. And what I hear is a chorus of people that I've never, ever met before are volunteering, and they're not just saying it. It's not like the sunshine up my ass, right? The guy's like, this is the first century you've ever tried, and you have 72? Like, that's amazing. So I was like, Isn't that okay, interesting? So that's, it's but also, the stranger. No. Yeah. Yeah, like it's. So that's part of the culture, right? So that's why I'm saying, like, it's not a perfect storm. It's a confluence of good where, in my experience, and it's limited, uh, the cycling community is just unlike anything that yeah. I have ever experienced, like, coaching, competitively, whatever, that it was just so much, like, everybody's there to lift everybody up. And it doesn't exactly. matter if you ride in the same club or not. And so you're describing yeah. this, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so all I can think of is this confluence of the cycling community, which is pretty flippin' amazing mm-hmm. all by itself yeah. and how supportive it is in nature. But then it's like you pair that with such, like, you, you give the cycling community who's already super supportive, you give them a cause, and you bring those two things together. Right. I can only picture, like, what my experience was. Well, and then imagine seven of, days of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. My like our was, ride is seven <laughs> days, so every so you will have that that exact moment you had at that rest stop. Imagine that times at least four rest stops you're going to hit, and then a lunch where people are like, "How are you doing?" And then you'll hear the story combined with the stories of why people are riding, right? Or like yeah. the person who tells you about like what they've lost or like what they've learned about themselves. And then all of a sudden, and I think we've all been there before, where all of a sudden like your inner animal comes out and you're like, I'm doing it. Like she's, she, it's time to go. Like we're, we're good. And you mm-hmm. get on the bike and then you power through because you realize that it's the mental. I mean, the physical is always whatever, but the mental right. of, overcoming that hurdle sometimes it takes the the perfect stranger to put things to put your your heart and soul into alignment of why you're there and then all is good and you will get through that ride and what you said about hitting when somebody said to you oh you know like you you've done this far it's 70 plus miles and and you know that you only have 30 left like it's that perspective that shifts in you that you're like all right i'm i'm doing it Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first year yeah. I did do it, Jacob, um, I was all like, okay, I think I might actually die. So I, oh, I get it. that. I'm dumb, um, and I really want to, but then they're looking at me like, maybe not. Well, <laughs> here's the well, here's the thing too. Like, I mean, here's the thing. Like, you don't have to do every mile. I mean, yeah. the thing with Ace Life Cycle is that like there are moments where, and I don't care how much of an athlete you are, I don't care. Something could happen in your body that you're that the 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 triathlete who's done so many rides may have that moment where they're like, I, I can't go on. And you know yeah. what? That's okay. You may have the person who's just for whatever reason can't do it, or there something happens with the bike or whatever, and that's okay. So what happens is that like we have um, sweep vehicles, and these are, there's a sweep team, 
and they are going from they're in their SUVs and they have bike racks and they are literally like going along the route, making sure like if cyclists are okay. I mean, if cyclists like they're you know sometimes they're fixing a flat tire and that's you know but it's fixable. But if there's any issues where a cyclist can't continue, they keep their thumb down on the side of the street. And we talk about this in orientation and throughout the season. There's definitely like hand cues that we allow uh, the sweep team to know. So when there's a thumb down, the sweep team will come and pick them up and take them to the next rest stop. And here's here's where it happens. They have a choice. They can either take a breather, go to medical, rehydrate, eat some food, just take a moment, and then they decide to, at that point, um, and with their bike, they can decide to either go to the next rest stop, or you know what, and what's perfectly okay is if someone's like, you know what, I, I, I'm good. And what they do is they get, they wait for the SAG bus, and the SAG bus goes from one rest stop to the other, and they take home, they take the cyclist back to camp. And those like those side buses are decorated. I mean, there's a 70s themed side bus, there's an yeah. 80s themed side bus, like because we want to create a really fun environment. We had one bus this past year, and like he <laughs> he had a red carpet rolled out so that people felt like they were you know on the red carpet they were a celebrity before they got into the bus because we never wanted someone to feel less than or feel you know like discouraged in whatever way because they didn't get to finish the ride. Like, if anything, it's empowering the person to realize that you are doing what so many people have always have put on their bucket list but will never do, right? Like, sure. you're on this ride. So mm-hmm. when you get on yep. that bus, you feel that, you know, it all is well and all will be well. And then tomorrow is a whole new day. Like, so when we say it's a fully supported ride, like, it is fully supported. Like, you really are surrounded by humans, like, at every rest stop. And then sometimes, like, you'll be around a lot of other cyclists, like, from rest stop to rest stop. There's other times when you're like, am I on the right route? Because I don't see anybody else. Because, you know, it happens. Like, there's so many cyclists, but it starts to to thin out, and people develop their own, like, speed and cadence and all that stuff. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I just, you know, I've all of a sudden, like, become super – jealous or upset that I didn't know that you were here last year. <laughs> like, how did I miss that? But, uh, um, mine? My last year? Were you here last year in Little Rock? Oh, was I there? Yes, we were there in uh, February, I believe. Yes. Yeah, okay, but here's the thing, then now you can come visit, now I get to see you in two and a half, I mean, it's less than two and a half weeks, because, yeah. um, and then that way we can make up for it, because, right. that, I mean, I think you two being where you are, and like having this amazing podcast, and also having a platform, like, I think this is where you also get to find a greater purpose than what you already have, right? And it's it's yeah. spreading the message of why this ride is here. And, like, when we come to Little Rock this year, I mean, it's a bunch of seeds that are planted the last time um, that we came to Little Rock. And, actually, I came to Little Rock because two years ago we only had three cyclists in, in, in Arkansas, three registered cyclists in Arkansas. Last year we had over 23. Oh, wow. So, like, we went from – yeah, so it's just a matter of, you know, you plant a seed and somebody else yeah. talks about it, and all of a sudden somebody else is like, hey, let's do this, and then it happens. Mm-hmm. So this year, hey, 
I don't I don't know how many are going to sign up. I'm hoping that we get a lot more than we did last year. But mm-hmm. it's also about showing up and just allowing things to just work themselves the way they're going to work out. Right. But I just want everyone to know that, like, I don't – it doesn't matter how – I mean, it doesn't matter how, like, what shape you're in. I mean, your age and demographic and your associations and all that stuff. Like, the the big thing I want someone to take away with is knowing that, like, you can do it. And, like, mm-hmm. everyone who signs up, whether they are a cyclist or roadie, like, I get to be a cyclist rep to over 350 people. And I get to help steward them through this process from sitting up the fundraising page to going on a training ride. And, and truth talk, I had cyclists, a lot of my cyclists last year over – 60 were in New York where they couldn't train outside for three and a half or four months. And so they uh, trained yeah. indoors because it's Ooh. a thing. We cycle. Right. Last yeah. year we had over, we had almost 500 cyclists and roadies from outside of California. So think about mm. that, like what their training looks like. Wow. Yeah. 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 Well, huh. what I like about it too is that, you know, our community so many times, and I think we struggle with it here, um, especially as people looking for ways to connect with others and be involved yeah. and not necessarily have to be involved or, or go out to clubs or um, be involved politically, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, how else can we bring people together and not have to talk politics or be at a bar? And, yeah. you know, something like this is um, is perfect because I think we have we probably have more people than what we even know that maybe love to cycle or would love to be involved with something like this, but they never, never knew that it was um, available. And so that's that's exciting to to connect yeah. with, you know, just and, and just learn other people's interests. You know, there's probably plenty of people that I don't know that might you know like to paddle or or mountain bike or that are also members of our community. Um, and so I think that this is you know a really cool and neat. Uh, opportunity, you know, for for our community to yeah get together on a different level and with different activities to to be a part of. So yeah, and it's such, that's you know, really and, good. And, and the whole mission and the purpose of it too is it's like you're doing this thing that that challenges you, um, you know, or, or at the same time maybe you have a passion for if you're a cyclist already, but it yeah. also goes towards you know, an, an awesome or a really great cause um, to help other people, which is... Yeah. Easy. Yeah. You know? And you know what? You may not love cycling, and that's okay. Like, yeah. there, are cyclists who, <laughs> there are cyclists who I got to meet and engage with, and I was like, how was your ride? They go, it's great. Not a fan of cycling, but it's great. I'm like, great. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I love their authentic and their honest self of, like, you know, because... I think the cycling is a byproduct, and I always say, and I've actually heard it, and I'm, I'm stealing it from them, but, like, the ride, the actual ride from San Francisco to L.A. is kind of like your icing on the cake, right? You do all these things beforehand, right? You're, you're training, and you're fundraising, and you're doing all this, and then all of a sudden you get there, and that's why it does, it's not about doing every mile, and I know that people are all determined to do it, which is great. I never want to take that away from them, but it's also about knowing that, like, you're there, and think yeah. about all donors who have donated to you and what their journey was to donate and and maybe why and why they connected to your thing of fundraising and doing this ride because they may have connected to you because of the endurance challenge they may mm-hmm. have connected to you because they have personally lost someone to hiv and aids 
that may have connected with you because they're struggling with losing weight and then here you are like overcoming hurdles and, and doing these things and, and, and that's why I always say like you just never know yeah. how you're affect people's lives in such a positive way. But I will tell you, I, I, the, the great, the gratitude I have for this job is because I get to hear so many stories of, I learned this about somebody about of me doing the ride, right? Or like somebody mm-hmm. told me that we're HIV positive and they haven't told anybody else. Or somebody said to me, you know, you give me hope that like maybe I can do it one day. And that is more icing on a cake. Or that's part of the process to get to the ride and then you experience that icing. Like there, there it is. So I just, I, I would encourage anybody who's just trying to figure out, like if you were me back in 2013, like, I'm stuck. And, yeah. I'm, and I don't know for other people. Like, other people may love being stuck. I didn't like being stuck. I needed something. I needed I, – I didn't like just being jammed in something without feeling like – and not motivated. Like, I lacked yeah. some motivation uh, in a phase of my life. And I realized, like, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I wanted to do something. So, like, you know, getting on a bike and riding 545-plus miles may not be what someone thinks of as ideal – but you know what, though? Volunteering at a shelter may be just what you need to fill that void or to help align your perspective of, like, why we're all here. I mean, this is one of those being of service things that I truly love about the ride because so many people are of service, not only to so many other humans. I mean, we're literally saving lives, but it's also about their being of service to themselves to fill mm-hmm. that void or to to pass on what was given to them. So there, it, it's a win all around. Yeah, I think you'd like, you you could potentially go out to find your inspiration, find your own impetus, and if in doing so you forward the cause of other people, I mean, hell, that sounds like a win-win to me. Yeah. Sure. It's like, why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, yeah maybe a little crazy to do some stuff, but, you know. But then again, like, well... If we, you know what I heard somebody say, and I love it. It's like if you only live once, well, just do it, like live it up, or just do it right. Yeah. And I was like, huh? Like I didn't have all the money necessarily in the world to get me there, but I definitely brought it out to people. Like I want to do this, right? It's all about like throwing it out to the universe and then seeing yeah. what happens. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to never doing anything and then sitting in that pool, because I got to tell you something. When you're sitting with that stuff around you, it starts to stink after a while because you're like, "Oh, what if I could do this?" No, oh, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit here and think about all the things I could do. Or you can actually do it, and then, and then what you learn about yourself through even attempting to do it is by far more beneficial than never doing anything at all. Yeah, what smells better, a pond or a river? Right. Right? I mean, like, the pond is stagnant water, or... I like what you did there. Yes, like that? I did. I I, I felt your Oprah moment. (laughs) There it was. All right. Yeah, you heard it here first. Uh, There it was. Oh, it all began. But it's just... I love it. I love it. And, you know, it's been a part of the conversation with... Uh, here with different uh, members of the community and just like what you know what can we do and I think your presence here in a couple of weeks um, I just I don't know I, I don't even know how to put it to words but I just I wish I would have known about it last year I didn't and it's fine I know about it now and I'm just I'm just excited about maybe um, more people 
um, you know, being involved in yeah, in, a, in this capacity. And I will also tell you, don't think about, don't worry about last year because last year I was I spent more time in Bentonville last year because uh, we had a large Walmart contingency, so like we were there. Yeah. yeah, but I drove into Little Rock. We didn't even get on our bikes. I mean, I literally drove into Little Rock um, after a torrential downpour in Bentonville. We did a spin class indoors. Um, oh. Well, where else would a spin class be? Hello. And then I drove to Little Rock, and then I, I met everybody at um, the pizza place that we went to. And then the next morning, we went at the, we met at the Meteor Cafe and Bike Shop, which I loved. Uh-huh. I was like... Oh my God! You can fix your bike and have coffee at the same time. Like, I'm sorry. Can somebody hold me while I'm here? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and that was it. And then I went, literally, got back in the car, drove up to Benville to catch a flight. So, like, that was my visit. So you didn't miss as much as you will this year. Will be more FaceTime. Yeah. Well, I am. I am so. Uh, I'm. I'm very excited about it, and and uh, I'm. I'm looking hard at trying to be a part of the crew that comes out next year. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Cause I, uh, and and I'll you know, what's funny is you talk about your $500 bike. And so yeah. I, uh, I, I did spend a little bit of money on my mountain bike years ago, which I still have that same mountain bike. And, and I just took it back in this year. So I, I kind of spent a year off from doing anything. I was, I'm just not going to lie. I sit on my, my ass for about a year. Uh, yeah, but, I get it. And, and then this year, I was just, you know. Well, she's off her ass. I was like, man, like, it's, it's time <laughs> to get back into to all the things that I enjoy and, yeah. and you know, kind of put put myself ahead of a lot of other things. And How much is your bike worth? That's what everybody wants to know. Well, I don't even know. So okay. the, the road bike that I have was actually given to me by a friend Four or five years ago, she was like, hey, I'm upgrading. You want this bike? And she just gave it to me. And yeah. it's a nice trek. Wow. It's over, it's probably over 15 years old. But it still rides, and I'm fine with it. It's great. And then my mountain bike I bought in 2004. <laughs> and I, when I took it in this year, he was like, um, so, Tracy, you know this is like an antique now. <laughs> and I said, uh, but it still rides. So Yeah. I mean, really heavy. <laughs> well, it's not even that oh, yeah. it's a giant anthem. It's really it's, it's a nice back. It's just that the components yeah. start to, um, you know, I'd have to upgrade to a point where it's just I might as well buy a new bike. But Jacob, I think she wants you to yeah. give her one. No, of the no, no, no. So what That's I'm saying what is, is that you know, you That's right? Because the people in the community, and you know, and I got into cycling because I had a friend that was like, hey. Tracy, I know that you mountain bike and do all these other things. I'm, do you want my bike? And just gave it to me, you know. And and I've had that bike, and that's the bike that I've, I ride on the road um, for however many years I've had it now. And then I have my mountain bike that I've, you know, put the miles on through adventure racing and things like that. But like it, you know, you don't. What I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say you is you don't have to have a four. You don't have to have a four thousand dollar top of the line yeah. brand new bike. That's amen. Yeah. Yes, sorry. Long story short, show thank up. you, Angie. Yeah. Let me bring it back and go show up. She does that for me all the time. She's yeah. amazing. I, I, <laughs> love, I love your uh, – I love both of your – I can tell – it's funny. It's like the energy. I, I mean, I definitely feel the energy, and I think – and you guys, obviously, you two bounce off each other really well, which is great. 
Well, well thank God, because we're like 15, 16 episodes into this and a radio show before. So. <laughs> <laughs> God we found it. We're good doing here. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I, I want people to know, like, you don't have to have super expensive bikes, you know, to, to get into something like this. I mean, you can totally go used or, you know, people people give away bikes a lot. And, um, like, it's not as hard to get into as, as you would think, and I think you made that point earlier when you talked about your story, and I just appreciate that that you, um, you know, are willing to come to, to Arkansas, to Little Rock and Bentonville to to talk about what you guys have going on there and and uh, recruit people to be a part of it, and uh, I just appreciate what you're doing, and thank oh. you for putting us in on it. Of course, and whatever I can do to support in whatever way I can, I mean, I definitely, obviously, I mean, just plan on big hugs happening. Like, oh. they, we are, on Age Life Cycle, we, we joke around a lot about this, but, like, we all hug. Like, hugging's a big thing in Age Life Cycle because it's like, the, it's, but here it is, it goes back to the power of the, the power, the human connection, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're all in this amazing space, and yet we're still afraid of whatever, so... Mm-hmm. Um, expect a giant hugs when I see oh, you. Well, I'm the super excited. I have to warn people all the time. Like, I'll go in, like, listen, I'm going to let you know I'm a hugger. So. I'm a hugger. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys on, are you guys on, um, real quick, are you on, like, Instagram or anything? Like, do you have a hashtag or something? We don't have a hashtag. We are on Instagram. It's Alton, Arkansas. Well, actually, Instagram might still be the T with Tracy. Because I couldn't change the name. So Instagram is the T with Tracy and T-R-A-C-I. And then on Facebook, it's Alton, Arkansas. Um, so we we are on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. So we, uh, we would love to. And we, I mean, we can we can create a hashtag. Sure can. <laughs> yeah, we can. We're totally capable of we that. We should probably have that as a hashtag for our Instagram. Oh, we probably Yeah, can. yeah. Thank you. Oh you can school us when you get here. After you hug us, tell us how. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. We actually have, I actually have, um, yeah, I actually, I will find you. Are you both on Facebook? I'll find you offline, but I'll find you because we have a, we have our work Facebook, which is what you're connected to, and then I have my mm-hmm. non-work Facebook, which is kind of great because, you know, if I talk about it, like all the time, my friends can be like, all right, queen, we get it. Like, I know what you do, but I just... <laughs> So we literally have like two different versions, yeah, of ourselves, which is great. But yeah, oh, that makes sense. yeah, no, well, hmm. maybe one day we'll get to that point. But um, I thank you so much for for taking time out of your. I guess it'd be kind of like your afternoon there, late early evening in in uh, California. Two yeah, hours about earlier. Five forty-four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll, we we I'm super excited to meet you and I'm super excited to learn more about um the ride and to join you when you're here this weekend and uh yeah, super big hugs. From I can't here. wait. So we'll see what we can do for Hoosier Badger relations. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Rome was not built in a day. That's right. <laughs> We'll do what we can do. We'll both give it a good effort, and um, uh-huh. yeah, we'll see where we end up. I think it'll be okay. But I, I be okay. love it. Well, thank We're, you for allowing me to use utilize the platform, and 
and I'll see you on Pride. We'll be marching. By the way, I gave the 411 to my uh, my, <laughs> my cyclist leader in Little Rock, I'm like, who is identifies as straight. I was like, by the way, we may be marching in Pride with our bikes, give or take. He's like, cool. I'm like, all right, there we go. Yes, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Well, Done. Yes. Well, I am. I am so excited to meet you. And yes, thank you so much for for joining us this evening. And um, yeah, we're going to call it an episode. I love it. Well, thank you. And then I will see you in a little bit, a little over two weeks. Yes. We will. Wow. And by the way, we'll be taking we'll be taking pictures, and we can Facebook Live it, all that stuff. It'll be really great. The whole deal, and I'll let you know a little secret. Angie will give hugs. I totally am a hugger. I'm not going to lie. I am a hugger. I just like to broadcast it because I don't want people to have unfair expectations. Sure. You're, and especially if you're, like, at, you know, the grocery store and you're just reaching over for your peas and right. someone's coming to you, like, you're like, ma'am, I'm just trying to get my peas. I don't need a hug right now. Like, I'm, a, I'm a hugger. Okay. I'm a discerning hugger. <laughs> And it uh-huh. needs to be, I mean, consent is very important. Uh, like uh, always. Yes. So yes. what I'm a hugger and we'll work it out. It's fine. Perfect. Oh, my Perfect. God. Funny. <laughs> All right, ladies. Uh, well, then I'll see you in a little over two weeks. Yes, yeah, a little will. over two weeks, Jacob. All right, have a great evening, and thank you so much. All right, much. you too. You're welcome. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you guys for listening. As always, thank you, Arkansas Times, for allowing us to be a part of their podcast library. Again, Apple Tunes, iTunes. Sound, oh, <laughs> Apple Tunes or <laughs> iTunes, SoundCloud, or Arctimes.com. <laughs> I got you. You're fine. Thank you, Angie. You got it. All right. Um, all those things. Um, yeah. Keep listening. And until next time. This is out in Arkansas. Have a good week.